Welcome to the Burnout Slayer podcast with your host, me, Charlotte Lester. I am so excited that you are joining us on this journey. I'm going to be bringing you the most inspiring, amazing interviews with the most incredible people. You are not going to want to miss a single episode. Now we're going to be delving in to all things burnout and business. Think of this podcast as a fly on the wall. We're going to be opening the curtains and letting you in on our conversations of what we really talk about, the behind the scenes of what business is really about. And we're also going to be helping you to build that awareness around burnout so you can make sure that you do not burn out while scaling your business. Sound good? Let's dive into this week's episode. Thank you for joining me, Holly. I'm so excited Hi. for the episode. Um, I'm so excited love- to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you for coming. Um, I would love for you to tell us a bit more about you and how you got where you are and um, a bit more about you, life and business. Wonderful. Wonderful. So my name is Holly Robinson and I've been teaching yoga since 2008. And prior to that, I was a stay-at-home mom. So I have three kids. Um, they're all adult now, which I I don't even know how that happens. You know, it seems like just yesterday, you know, they were my little babies. And now my baby is 18 years old and in college. Um, I have also a 22 year old and a 24 year old and a granddaughter who's two and a half. And she is my everything. Let me tell you. Um, I love being a mom, but being a grandma is way more fun, (laughs) way more fun. But um, so I live in Southern California and I, prior to COVID, I had a yoga studio and I had that for six years and then COVID happened and, you know, California, we shut down in mid-March of 2020. And at that point I was kind of watching what was happening in other parts of the country, especially in Italy and, you know, California, they were like, oh, we'll be shut down for a few weeks. And I'm like, right. Okay. So a total blessing, I was able to negotiate out of my lease for my studio and with the intention of when we got on the other, the other side of COVID, then I would reopen someplace else. And, um, you know, and I'm so grateful because being a single mom, I, I probably would have had to file bankruptcy if I were to try to have kept the doors open. So I was really lucky to, to be able to get out of my lease. Um, and then as I was seeing how, you know, my industry, especially during that time, it was not going to be reopening or opening with lots of restrictions. So I decided to pivot to online and um, I took a, a course on how to open an online membership. And here we are. Now I have a new business. It's called Today Wellness. And yeah, I get to serve the whole planet now instead of, you know, just my little local Southern California community. I love that. I, I absolutely love the membership model when it comes to businesses because 
I think it just reaches so many more people and it builds such a wider community and I think it brings yeah. people together so much especially in the times of COVID because I think mm -hmm. that's something that we've all kind of realised is we need to bring bring each other together to kind of pick each other up and I think there was that kindness and kind of that kind of compassion that really came out yes. when it came to COVID. Yes I agree yeah. I totally agree. Amazing so mm -hmm. I'd love to know what is the biggest struggle that you've had previously in business and how did you overcome it? What would you say is your number one biggest struggle? I mean, there are a few struggles for sure having yeah. a business and, and, as, and as a single mom, you know, yeah. even with the older kids, I'm still such a hands-on mom, you know. Um, it's just really, for me, it's been trying to do it all yeah. because, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think that's so, that's like, so, you know, across the board, so many business owners I would suspect are, you know, yes. um, and I used to think that being a perfectionist was a good quality. And, and I, I suddenly realized, oh, it's, it's not so much. In fact, I, I have, I'm looking over at my bulletin board, just mm -hmm. off, off site. And I have this quote from, from Gary Vaynerchuk that's perfection is a disguise for insecurity. Oh, and so I heard him say that in a podcast. And I was like, no, that's so I felt so called out. Yes. <laughs> Gary V saw right through me. <laughs> but, you know, trying to trying to be perfect really just created anxiety for me. And I knew perfection was a an, an unobtainable goal, you know, yeah. um, but to keep my high standards within myself and my staff at the time, you know, that meant I had to step up and do everything and do it perfect. And, you know, it, it was too much trying yeah. to do it all was too much. And that just created exponential overwhelm and burnout. Yeah. You know, because what you can't, even with us, with a team, you still can't do it all. Even, no. you know, even trying there's to always something more that you want to there's always, always something more and you know I think this is something that we end up being caught in kind of this hamster wheel where we think right okay well we've offboarded this thing so actually what do I do with this time now and only last week my account manager said she called me out because and you know mm. and she needed to because I was doing this same thing she said by the way, you've taken me on to do these things. That doesn't mean to fill your day back up. That time was meant for your headspace and to actually right. get the other bits done. And she was so true. And, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes I think we need that because I don't think we always notice it ourselves. And right. we get, and it's very, very similar to burnout in that we don't notice it. When we are so in that situation we kind of keep going thinking you know this is what I need to do mm -hmm. and then you notice it and by the time you notice it you're already feeling oh I'm overwhelmed I'm tired I'm exhausted what's happened exactly. um, and almost like everything's a daze and so I think that's so important to be able to kind of call ourselves out as well totally see that for sure. I, you know, and something that I'm, I'm really trying to remind myself, because I have now, now that it's online, I have actually my daughter, she's 22. Uh, she's my assistant. And, and it's spectacular having her as my right hand person, because she has skin in the game, you know, she, she wants to see me succeed, because if I'm succeeding, she's succeeding. And, yeah. it, you know, it's the, the family dynamic, which is 
sometimes a little bit odd, you know, just mother daughter kind of stuff comes in there a little bit, but we have a great relationship. So yes. that's, that's a blessing. Um, but to be able to hand her the things and know she can just take over on that and I don't have to worry about it is such a gift. But, but even still, I have to remind myself, I'm supposed to be working on the business, not in the business. Yes. And that's it, it, when I'm still building it. I mean, we're, we're still in beta in, you know, in my membership yes. and there's a lot of working inside it and, and figuring it all out, you know? So yes. there's a lot of tasks that, that have to happen. And it's really hard to, to stay on point and not get overwhelmed with it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know a bit more actually about working with your daughter. So I know many people say mm. this because it's something that I think is quite mixed with kind of opinions is where people will say, never work with family and friends. But then other people have built up really, really great businesses working with family and friends. What yeah. would your kind of advice be there? Do, is it kind of, I know for me, I always think it's not that I would never work with my family or friends. It's a case of we would have very specific roles in the, what we done as opposed mm -hmm. to having a crossover. Because I find a lot of the problems arise when you have, say for instance you I'm a director and my husband's a director and we're both kind of steering all the ships together as opposed mm -hmm. to saying okay you're in charge of operations I'm in charge of marketing as an example right um, right do you kind of feel that having the separation there or, do you, or what what would your kind of view be on that how would you kind of say mm, I think it depends on the dynamic of the people too and 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 my daughter name is Riley she and I were a lot of like which has its good good sides and bad sides yeah. sometimes you know <laughs> we, we 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 do we're both strong opinionated women and um but we also see the vision for what it is so I love the fact it what it works for us is I love the fact that we communicate effectively and and we're still really defining um, the boundaries within the working relationship. So when I had my yoga studio, she was working for me then too, but just really, really part-time doing most of the social media stuff. Because for me, I was like, I don't, I like messing around on my phone. I don't want to be the one to be posting all the time and yeah. doing all that. It just doesn't, in theory, I like it, but I'm, I just don't do it. So yeah. for me to be able to offload that to her, and it's funny, she's She's technically a millennial, but she does not like social media. <laughs> so the fact that she's she's running my social media, but she she likes it to the degree that we're doing it. But she yeah. doesn't have her own personal account, so that's kind of funny and interesting. But um, one thing that we've just recently started doing is for work communication is we use the app called Boxer. Oh yeah. And so you know, and and that's kind of a new thing for us. So we have um, Asana as our kind of task, you know, assigning. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we use that for our, for our task delegations. And then we use Voxer for our business texting and voice memos and things like that, because we would, you know, I'd be texting her, hi, honey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, you know, how's the cat yeah. or, or whatever. <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, can you post blah, blah, blah. And so it was just getting messy and intermingled. Yeah. So keeping it separate like that um, has really been great because then when she's off the clock, you know, I would imagine it's like, similar to you and your husband it's like you're never not working and yeah you know 
so I could go out to lunch with my daughter at, or, you know, meet her for lunch, like at a park or whatever. And um, if we, we could just be talking, but then we start talking business. And when I'm paying her now, it's weird. Yeah. You know? So that's the challenge is, is keeping it kind of separate. But um, the benefit, like I was saying, is that she, she wants to see me succeed. She wants to see the business succeed. So it's, there's the benefit to it rather than just a stranger coming in who is like, ah, whatever, it's not my gig, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And with the perfectionist side, what would you say is kind of, what is the one way that you think people can overcome that because I think it's really interesting because I am very much perfectionist and I have OCD as well so it's like checking OCD and Mm. two kind of feed off of each other so I can often find myself in this spiral of perfection what's happened with this what's going on with that and I need to pull myself back and it's kind of finding Mm -hmm. those coping methods that work but what would you say is the best coping method that you would have around the perfectionist side because I don't think that we ever truly leave that perfectionist side behind I think it always creeps back up so it's kind totally. of like how do you keep that at bay yeah I I just have to keep reminding myself that I don't have to be perfect so yeah. you know I'll do like when I'm writing my content so our membership we have um public blog posts and and free videos and things like that and then our members have insider content so my daughter writes all the the you know outward public things and I do the insider content so I'll write it and I'll go back and proofread it a couple times but there's still going to be mistakes that happen and in the past you know I would just be like ah it's so unprofessional and I can't believe I didn't see that and you know and and when it comes through I'm like damn but you know it happens. And I find solace when I'll see, you know, emails come through of business women or, you know, people that I follow and they'll have a grammar error, punctuation error, something like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. (laughs) We're human, (laughs) you know? So it's just reminding myself of that. And this is, I'm going to tell you something that's kind of embarrassing. I I actually haven't said anything. (laughs) I've never told anybody this. Um, it's so stupid, but so I play games on my phones, like to just veg out, you know, and I used to go back and try to like be perfect on the levels or get like all the stars or what, yeah. like, come on, how ridiculous is that? So now <laughs> what I do is I'm like, who cares? It doesn't have to be perfect. And that's so lame, but also it's just one way to remind myself. You don't have to, like, you don't have to, you don't yeah. have to do it. You know, it's so stupid to say it out loud but (laughs) it's just one of those little kind of trading things of just reminding myself perfection is not the goal perfection is not the goal putting out quality absolutely you know being you know being on point with what I'm doing but not you know shitting on myself when you know if something happens if there's a misspelling or whatever yeah no absolutely I love that I love that Mm -hmm. it's I think it's so important I think to be able to pull yourself back from that perfectionist side because it just and I I often see it creep up and there'll be times and I just think no I just I need to stop checking it with the OCD I'll just no it's going as it is you know I've put quality into it I know it's going to be fine and you know most of the things you can change if you see something further Mm -hmm. down the line that you've made a bit of a mistake or you know a grammar mistake 
change it you know right no difference and I think it gives human. people it gives I'm sorry um I think no. it gives people um the reminder and permission to also not be perfect yeah. you know because if we're coming out with these expectations even within our own selves then you know, everybody can see that. And then they feel like, oh God, I have to be perfect too. And that's just un unobtainable for sure. Um, when I, when I launched my membership earlier this year, I'd done all the things leading up to it, you know, all the email sequences and the hoopla and everything. And we kept hitting problem after problem after problem with the tech. And it was little things like the time zone not being precise on my website yeah. to where things didn't happen the way they were supposed to. And I was mortified, you know, because yeah. I've been hyping up launch day, yay, and it's not working. I'm like, oh, just, you know, send out an email, just kidding, you know, like it was, it was self, uh, it was so frustrating and so, um, just challenging but I lived people yeah. are still happy with what I offer they were yeah. understanding you know what I mean so I love you brought up about tech because that I think <sighs> that's so many people's fear I mean for me and my team with the agency we do we do a lot of tech day in day out you know and we see you know even with our experience with tech things will still go wrong there will still be something that will happen that will throw yeah. things off of sync and there's almost this fear that people have around tech whereas I can't make a mistake and it's like right. what will happen they're like right well I don't know what will happen because I don't know what the what the tech would do I was like but it's not going to be the end of the world it's not going to do anything that is going yeah. you know if it's a mistake there's so many people that have made these little mistakes with tech that it really does not make a difference and it just makes it more relatable for people because right. especially if it's business owners because they're probably sitting there thinking like what you said thank god like everyone else makes mistakes with tech it's not just me and you know yeah. everyone everyone else has this tech headache and it's almost giving themselves permission right to make those mistakes when it comes to tech Completely. You know, one of the things that helped me, it was kind of eye-opening is, you know, early in the pandemic when like the news were, you know, I was watching like CNN and they would have tech issues. And I'm like, if, if an organization like CNN yeah. is having this problem, like small potatoes, Holly in yeah. Southern California <laughs> should not be expected to be perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just was such a it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're having glitches. <laughs> they're doing all these things. If they can't figure out with their professional team, like, yeah, and I you kind of yeah, absolutely. And you kind of sit there and you think, thank God, I am not working with that company when something goes wrong because it would be the biggest headache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, it's been hard for me with going from in-person teaching classes where I have. A little bit more control over the ambiance and you know yeah. I, I was on a street front so obviously a car is going by that was out of my hands but you know the music and the lighting and the temperature and all the things I took a lot of effort to you know make it just such a lovely experience for my students and you know now doing it virtually so I teach classes live you yeah. know and there's tech either on my side or on other people's side tech issues that come up and you know, it, it's just, it's hard, but it's nice, you know, when the members are like, hey, we'll get it figured out. Don't worry. I'm like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost that team kind of collaborative together, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would love to know, 
what is the biggest warning sign that you would say is leading someone to burnout? Because I know we touched upon this mm. before, where I really, really feel that actually burnout, people will always say, it just hit me. It came out of the blue. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. But it literally, burnout can put people out for months, sometimes even years. For sure. And it's one of those things that something that's so severe that happens and, and creates such a physical and mental um, mm-hmm. kind of illness for, for us as people can't just kind of happen. You know, there's buildups yeah. to this. And it's almost because people just don't know the warning signs because we live in this culture, in this world of being pushed through, just push through, you know, business and life's hard, but that's what it's meant to be. If it's not hard, then, you know, it's not worth doing. Right. And right. I think a lot of that culture leads people to this burnout stage because they're going through these stages and these warning signs. And rather than sitting and thinking, okay, is this just hard or am I repeatedly being hard on myself and feeling overwhelmed and feeling pressurized that I'm actually on the road to burnout because the road to burnout actually is at least at least months I would say probably maybe even a year before it really gets to burnout as a minimum um Mm -hmm. so I'd love to know what you think the biggest kind of warning sign is there for someone to sit down and think okay is this actually just hard or is this going into burnout Right. I, you know, I know for me, when I, you know, when I'm on the other side of it, um, I can look back and look at the breadcrumbs that have been left yeah. about, you know, how, how it was happening. But I know for me that my signs of being burnt out is I just don't want to do anything, even if I'm excited about it. Like I love my job. I love my business. I love the people I work with, but when I'm in the burnout stage, I stay in bed longer. Even if I'm waking up early, I'm screwing around on my phone, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or playing the stupid games, you know, I'll binge in different things, whether it's food or alcohol or Netflix, you know, I mean, I just, I just, a whole day could pass and I haven't really done a whole lot. And even if I'm excited about what I'm doing, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, I totally am excited to whatever, write that blog or whatever it is, teach them the class or lead the workshop or what have you. Um, but there's that part of me that's just not, I, I, I'm just, I don't want to say not motivated because I'm motivated. I just, I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah. And that's how it, for me, manifests. Yeah. Because is, it's that. Is I just, you know. It's that overwhelm, isn't it? It's that mm-hmm. kind of, I always say, one of the biggest warning signs that I think is that overwhelm happens to us all. You know, we will all become overwhelmed at some point. But if you're overwhelmed daily and you're stressed daily, then that's definitely a sign that you are on this road to burnout because stress comes with owning a business, with life. You know, everything has that. But actually, when when it's all the time, that's when I think you really need to sit down and think, okay, well, actually, this isn't right and I need to change something. Yeah. Um, Because as you say, it can lead into overwhelm. And I often find that, a lot of people kind of lead into depression before they get to that point of burnout because they feel just Ugh, like I, I love what I do, but I don't want to do this because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And almost like you just want someone to come along and shovel you up and pick you back up and 
get you back on track but you just wouldn't have that energy to be able to right. carry on anymore and I think right. that's that's one of the biggest signs I think people need to sit down and think okay well what can I change to stop myself feeling that way right and you know and we have that just as you know, as people, and then specifically as business owners, you know, there's that, and then you add a pandemic on top of it. Yeah. Right. So then there's, you know, I heard this phrase of pandemic fatigue and that, I mean, that just hit home with me, you know, it's, it's just that it's just, you have the weight of that on top of your already, you know, big pile of things to do and to build and to grind it out and all of the buzzwords, you know, and things that just like, you know, push through and make it happen. But you have the, you know, the pandemic with you know all the stress that accompanies it so i think that's a part that um i wasn't really taking a consideration to the depth needed for me up until recently you know and, and my my boyfriend's dad passed away from covid i've had friends who have been really sick you know it, it i wasn't acknowledging and giving the respect due to the intensity of what the pandemic was and then on top of having a business, having a new business, completely changing business models from in-person to online and things, you know, so I think it's that it's just the overwhelm. It's the pressure that we put on ourselves. And, and then how does it manifest in, in every person? For me, it's, I just shut, I shut down by way of just zoning, yes. just zoning. Absolutely. And, do you and think... so then, and then finding it, recognizing it. Yeah. Absolutely. And recognize, and I think that's something that many of us miss is that recognition of what it is. And yeah. it just takes that, that moment. And that's ultimately what this podcast is about, because I want people to kind of see these signs and, and almost see it in themselves. Because as we've said, it, you know, you can have these blinkers on where you're going through business and life and you're kind of oblivious to what's happening you just think that's what's meant to be happening and that's often why people then just say oh it just happened mm -hmm. um but yeah I with the past year and what you were just saying with COVID and everything how do you kind of think is there any kind of self-care or any routines that you kind of brought in to help you kind of deal with deal with the situation because it's it's been a really mm -hmm. hard year you know, that's, that's really what has saved me this yeah. year. Um, and I'm somebody, I have chronic Lyme disease, so it, it, I have health stuff. Yeah. And so when my stress level gets really high and my intensity gets really high, my body will just go, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to slow down. I'm going to make you slow down, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and it doesn't take a chronic illness to have that. We can all get it. Cause you just, you know, all yeah. of a sudden you'll be sick and you're like, where'd this come from? You know? Um, but the self-care part for me in the past, my thought was like, well, that's great for other people. Granted, I know better. Yeah. I know these things. I know the tools. I know all the, not all the tricks, but I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, tricks on how to like take care of myself. But I thought, you know, I used to think, with my old mentality of like, I don't have time for that. Like I'm exhausted. The last, the only way I'm going to have time for it is if I wake up earlier and I don't, I don't, I sleep like crap. I don't want to wake up earlier. So it just got put to a way lower priority in my life. And the one great thing out of um, the pandemic that happened for me was just reprioritizing, you know, and now my self-care is a huge priority in my life. So for me, that includes 
daily meditation at least once a day, sometimes twice. And I'm not talking like an hour. It's like 20 minutes. It started out 10 minutes. I've upped it to 20 minutes now in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon when I have my little schlump, you know, and then um, journaling and a gratitude practice, some reading. I mean, before I was like, who the hell has time to read? It was such a luxury to me, even business books. I was just like, I'm fried. I can't, I can't put any more in my brain. I'm saturated, you know? So those are things. And something else that is really changing me is I'm taking a day off. Yeah. And it seems so like, well, duh, obviously, but you know, as, as again, as a a single mom who was, has been running a business you know, I just was like, who has time for that? I had, there always is stuff to do. And and that's kind of when I realized, well, yeah, there's always going to be stuff to do. Yeah. So that's okay. It can wait. So I try now to have Sundays be my day where I'm just like, I do whatever I want. If I want to yeah. sleep in. If I want to drink a whole pot of coffee and just read in bed until noon, I can do that if I want. I can go for a walk. I can, you know, whatever it is that it's not a day of, well, I'm just going to do that one little task really quick or, you know, oh, I really have to. Now, and that being said, if I have like a deadline or something, okay. But yeah. I'm really, really trying like 98% of the time taking at least Sunday off. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird mindset thing for me. I still feel like I'm slacking, which is I, intellectually, I know what BS that is, but I think a lot of it comes from just past programming, you know, from others and myself of like, well, you know, you're lazy if you're resting. And that's just flawed thinking. It's just flawed. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's one of those things that is kind of ingrained into us, isn't it? It's that kind of mentality of, well, I can't take a day off. Or if I take a day off, I'm going to get behind on this. Whereas actually changing that thinking around to be, if you take a day off, you're going to be double productive when you come back. And I think that's what people often miss is actually taking a day off means that we're going to get more done. It's because we're giving ourselves a break and that's what we need. We're not not robots. We're not here to be 24-7 going through and doing the same things. And ultimately, without the rest and without the self-care that we incorporate into daily life, we're just going to end up burning out. And I think, sorry, go on. No. And, you know, I, I've been finding lately, like, I mean, since I was in my twenties and a waitress, you know, I, I would get my afternoon slump, like somewhere between two 30 to four o'clock, I would just be like, just going down yawning. I'm exhausted, you know? So, you know, past techniques were like caffeinate or sugar, you know, yeah. those are the things. And again, that's not setting myself up for the win at all. So what I've been doing, maybe it's been about six months or so now and and it's working surprise not surprisingly but fantastically well um I'll go lay down in my room and I just put my headphones in I set my phone timer for 15 minutes and then I, I have Spotify so I'll put on just a really mellow playlist and I just close my eyes and I just focus on slow breathing and yeah. sometimes I'll start to fall asleep and then I kind of catch myself and I just it's like four counts of breathing in and four counts of breathing out, just super slow and keeping my mind on that. By the time I, you know, 15 minutes is up, I'm up and I feel 
relaxed and recharged. And I would think that I would be like, oh, okay, nap time. But it's the opposite. I just, it, it replenishes me in ways that coffee or sugar are not going to do. I'll get a, you know, high from those things, the buzziness, but this is really taking better care of myself, you know, and, and all these things. I mean, it's no wonder I've had high blood, high blood pressure for years, you know? And as soon as I started to implement these forms of self-care for the first time since 2007, my blood pressure is at good levels. Amazing. And, and the only thing I've changed is the self-care stuff. Yeah. That's it. Everything else, eating, movement, like movement, all the things are the same. It's just the self-care has brought my stress level down. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not, it's not rocket science, you know? No, absolutely. And our new offering actually for the, for my business is around a subscription box, but it's actually the burnout slayer prevention box and the burnout Mm. slayer recovery box. And all of that is formed around. So one of my business friends, we were having a talk about it and she said, it's almost like you're giving people a one hour vacation from business. And I was like, I love that because that is ultimately what this is about that Mm. people will say, I haven't got time for a day. And, you know, some people, it might take them a bit longer to, to, to add a day to their to their structure mm-hmm. and it's just saying to someone okay start with an hour but make that hour about you and even an hour is better than nothing at all right you know? right right exactly and even even in the day I mean there are sometimes I may not have an hour but I have 10 minutes that I could just yeah. go out I could sit outside in the sun and pet my dogs yeah. And that is going to have this amazing physiological response in the body between the vitamin D from the sun and petting my dogs. You know what I mean? And then they're happy. And, you know, it, it can be even little bite-sized snack bits, you yeah. know, but um, it's just I, taking that, that time off, isn't it? Right. It's that time off of just being you and being a person. And changing the mindset about, you know, we, we are, not, like you said, we're not robots. And so we, we have to practice these forms of self-care in, in whatever way, you know, and I, I'm, I'm really a big fan of quality rest, yeah. you know, so on the times on the days that I am like my Sundays now, I'm not going to be completely just playing games on my phone all day. You know, I'm going to do some things that are, they're not structured, but they're just you know, like I said, I'll I'll take my chair and just, and go down. I live close to the beach so Mm -hmm. I can just go and, you know, sit at the beach and just read for a bit. I mean, that's free and easy, you know, these kind of things or, or, or nap. I mean, sometimes napping can be a form of avoidance, you know, but, but napping can be good too. If you're, if you need to catch up on sleep and things. Absolutely. And I think Mm -hmm. it's one of my biggest tips around kind of forcing ourselves to take that break because I know we can get in this addiction of scrolling and this addiction Mm -hmm. of I'll just check my phone and you know I've been guilty of that before and I think the biggest thing that I had done is to leave my phone at home and go and go for a walk or go Mm -hmm. and do something and reconnect to just nature what's around and by doing that sure it feels uncomfortable for a, a good few minutes when you do it you think oh what about I shouldn't be doing this like I've lost something because it's right. like what our phones have become isn't it it's, it's like another mm-hmm. limb to us um, totally. 
so kind of leaving that behind and just going out to focus on where we are and the present time and what's happening I think can make such a difference and it takes away that kind of um ability to be able to just check in on on what's happening on your phone because you know yeah. you can do that when you get home definitely and I, I actually got to a point that when I started doing that I looked forward to that time that I was going to be switched off because it felt mm. good and it's almost like you're giving yourself this kind of thing of saying this feels really good this is what I love and I'm really excited about this this is time for me mm-hmm. and going out and doing it you were just going to get excited about it. it's going to make you feel good and it's going to come across in the rest of business and life yes I mean we can't we can't be our best selves if we're spent if we have yes. nothing to give we're not offering we're not we're not serving our communities in in our best way you yeah. know so we have to replenish ourselves it's just it's just a must you know one thing that I um that I did as I was leading up to my launch earlier this year is I turned off the notifications for my email on yeah. my phone and just that, cause I'd see it little pop up, you know, so it'd be like 10 or whatever. And, and I didn't realize how it impacted me. And just that simple action. It's not that I don't check my emails on my phone. I do, but I don't have this reminder of like, it might be scary. You know, yeah. it's like, you work into your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. Is, you know, when it's you're almost working to your phone schedule, aren't you? When it says right. you, you've got notification, quick, open me. Whereas yeah. when you think, okay, well, actually, I'm going to check my emails at this time because it suits me and it's what mm-hmm. I want to do at that at that moment in time. It yeah. makes a huge difference. Exactly, and it's good for boundaries too, because you know, as business owners, I don't know, you know, I I suspect kind of everybody watching this has this or maybe not maybe it's just me but you know I would feel like I'd have to respond to an email I'd have to address the thing or whatever and you know if it's a weekend now I'm like you know what unless it's like a big thing which it never is yeah it can wait till Monday because you know other businesses the close sign is up and nobody's doing anything until they show up on Monday or whatever, you know, start of the week. So just because it's online doesn't mean that I have to have my open sign up 24 seven. It's just, you know, it's those those little reminders of ourselves that, you know, we're human. We shouldn't have to, you know, be on all the time. And because that leads to burnout too. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the main causes of burnout because it leads to the overwhelm. It just kind of, there's these little parts that all put together lead to this massive overwhelm that we're faced with. And it's this kind of, it's this reality that we think this is what we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it almost gives us, as I say, that kind of addiction to, if I haven't checked it, what's going to happen? Um, And it's kind of stepping away from that and giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah, it's just remembering the humanity within ourselves, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we don't have to hold ourselves to these ridiculously high standards. You know, I'm all about putting out quality, but, you know, we're human. Yeah. We have to, it's easy, but it's easy. Like, I could have this conversation with you. You could tell me and I could be like, yeah, yeah. But when push comes to shove, you know, I still have to remind myself. Yeah. My brain and the other part of my brain there's a disconnect sometimes with it. And so it's just anytime I start to get into those patterns of, you know, again, it kind of comes back to the perfectionism too, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just, Hey, no, 
like let's what if we just don't do that right now you know yeah yeah it's almost like I don't know about you but I love kind of challenging myself when it comes to something like that so when I start to think oh but I need to check this and when I'm really kind of realize but do I and I almost think okay well let's just not check it because actually let's just live in the now and think well something good could have been happening not just something bad has happened and I think that's almost kind of why we have this I need to check things instantly because we're thinking what's gone wrong as opposed to what's gone right you know and it is kind of gives us that push to to go in straight away whereas holding ourselves back I think can really make us think on the brighter side of things totally and it like that's a that's a great point because it kind of you know I don't know about you but I can create all sorts of stories in my head yeah and most of them aren't true you know it's that you know like it doesn't have to be an emergency email it doesn't have to be something bad like you said it could be something really great but and that's why for me not having the notifications I'm like oh I'll see it when I choose to see it instead of being all like oh what, what could this thing be you know yeah Absolutely. And I think it's, it. if it is something bad, when you're looking at it on your schedule, you're ready to take that in rather than yeah. you're sitting there and the phone comes through and you think, oh, I've got to check that. And you're not in the right headspace and the right, right mindset to be able to deal with something negative. I think our responses of dealing with something when we are dealing with it instantly, when we're not prepared to be dealing with it, yeah. we respond to something very differently to what we would when we're prepared to be dealing with with this said thing completely completely and 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 when we're prepared to deal even with stuff that's like oh my gosh this is like a big thing you know when we're in that mindset we're going to handle it with clearer head with way more grace than if we're like you know looking at it when we're you know Absolutely. driving or whatever you know yeah. passenger in a car kind of a thing you know yeah yeah no. and, yeah, I'm, you know, I think a big thing for, for for me that I try to remember too is again, like I'm just a woman who lives in California. You know, I am not the president of a country. So really any any big thing that comes up is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's a big deal to me, but probably I'm the only person that's a big deal too. Yeah. You know, I just try to keep perspective of the things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to know, so I've got two more questions. Yes. And these are the really juicy ones. So yeah. I would love to know what is the number one best tool that you would think you need in order to prevent burnout? Um, I think I have two. Yeah. Um, the, the one, okay, one of them is, they're both obvious, learning to say no. Yeah. You know, I mean, even for me, even saying no, like I would have prefaced it by saying no to the things that don't bring you joy, but there also can be a lot of things, you know, social invitations, although I know with pandemic things are a little bit wonky right now in that way, but, you know, going back to prior times, you know, even things that could be, oh, that'd be really fun, but I also just need a day to just relax, you know, so saying no to, to things what whatever it is you know and then the other one is delegating and just trusting that the person you're delegating to is going to handle it as long as you give them you know if you're clear in your instructions then just letting them do it and and let it go from there because micromanaging I think is is another way to burn out even if you're delegating you're trying to like handle it all 
Yeah. You know, it's definitely, uh, it's going to still cause stress. Absolutely. And I think that's yeah. something that um, I, because I've got the agency, but there's something that I see a lot because people will say, but I've delegated and actually they've either delegated the wrong things or they've delegated to the wrong people if it's not mm-hmm. working. And actually delegating to the wrong person and the wrong things can actually lead to burnout anyway. So they right. get to this burnout stage and they're like, how have I got here? I've delegated, I've outsourced. And it's like, but you haven't outsourced the right things. You've not, yeah. out, you've, you've not done the foundational work in order to be able to delegate successfully. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that many people miss is, is just that successful delegation side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. Lastly, uh-huh. is what is your number one tool to recover from burnout? So I know some people will be on here and they'll be thinking, I think I'm already there. I'm already at burnout. I've fallen out, out of love with my business. I just mm-hmm. don't want to do anything. I don't know where to turn. I'm overwhelmed. I'm drowning. I don't know what to do. What yeah. would be your one tool that you think they should look to to be able to come back? I think it's kind of what I was talking about earlier about quality rest, yeah. you know, not just numbing out on your phone or binge watching Netflix, but like, you know, taking some time to snuggle with your favorite person, you know, yeah. or read a book for pleasure rather than for, you know, like a business book or whatever, self-help or what have you, like something for fun, um, like that laying down and resting technique, you know, breathing that I was talking about, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing for me, it's that it's quality rest rather yeah. than just checking out, you know, it's, and it seems kind of silly for me to like schedule in that, but I'm a busy woman and I, I need to make sure that I put it on my books and, you know, scheduling things in my planner. And that's part of it. And because if I don't, the day's gone away from me. It's the laundry and the dishes and the things, you know, and like, I feel like we need to put ourselves at a higher priority, you know? Yeah. So it's almost, it's almost like making it a non-negotiable, isn't it? It's yes. You know, I would say to my account manager who would have access to diary, she's well aware of what my non-negotiables are and the things in the calendar, there's things that I'll say, you know, if we need to move, we can move. These are the things that are not moving unless something Mm -hmm. terrible has happened they are not moving they are staying in that diary that's the time I'm doing them and it's because I know as a person I think individually we all have this where we either do better in the morning or we do better in the evening or we are more creative in the morning and it's almost Mm -hmm. it's connecting with ourselves to realize when that time is for us as as an individual and kind of make sure that we schedule around us as as a person rather than scheduling around what other people say it should be yes so I think that's kind of really really important is being able to schedule out but make those the non-negotiables yeah, I, I agree. And that's, that's a great point because, you know, I absolutely have been in the past guilty of like working until 10, 11 o'clock at night, yeah. just because it's like, well, I gotta just, I gotta do the thing, whatever it was. And I know, oh, I am, you know, 20 years ago, that would have worked. But now my brain turns to mush after like seven o'clock. I'm not, you know, I could do small tasks, but if it comes to like, content or anything that, you know, I really want to make sure I'm on point with, 
like I got to just save it for the next day, you know, at least, you know, maybe I'll outline something, but I'll go back because it's just, why? Yeah. That's not going to do anything except lean to lean to to burnout. Yeah. You know, it's clocking again, clocking out. It's just going, I'm off the clock now. You know, I'm going to go spend time with my family and, and just unplug. Yeah. I love that. I've loved this episode. It's been mm. so good. There's been so many amazing bits in there that I know people will really, really relate to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've loved it and I can't wait to be able to put this out to the world. And I'm excited be by the time they're hearing this because um, they'll be listening to it. But I would love to know where can people find you? So if people want to come yeah. and connect. Love that. Hang out. So yeah, so my membership is Today Wellness, and it's T-A-D-A-Y, todaywellness.com. And we have a, a nice little freebie for your listeners, too. Oh, amazing. And, Thank you. You know, I, I, I love getting some, too. And so it's just going to be the, some of the tips and tricks that I've learned besides what, you know, in addition to what I've talked about here today, just what I've learned to help me relax and reconnect and, you know, some anxiety reducing techniques and things. So folks can find that if you go to todaywellness.com forward slash burnout slayer, and then it'll be delivered right to your inbox of just like some of my favorite things that have helped me basically calm down and reconnect and, and get out of burnout. Amazing. I'm, I'm going to download that as well, because I think no matter how kind of how much you kind of think about burnout as as we've said it just sometimes it takes someone else saying to us you know are you really feeling a bit burnt out or do you need to start taking better care of yourself so I always need reminding so that's a super super powerful freebie so thank Mm -hmm. you so much absolutely my pleasure I will pop the links in the show notes as well so people will be able to click on them but thank you so so much it's been amazing to have you and yeah I'm so excited to connect with you further Thank you for having me on here. It's been a blast. And yeah, I'm excited to just keep watching you grow as well and to to learn more ways for myself to not burn out because, you know, we, like you said, we all need the reminders. We all just need to hear it. Sometimes it's just somebody saying, you can say the same thing, but it's just how it's being said that you go, oh, light bulb goes off. Okay. You know, or maybe it's just your time to implement it. You know, yeah. so I'm excited to, to keep staying, you know, staying on top of what you're putting out too, because it's going to help my life exponentially. Thank you. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. Wow. Burnout Slayers. What an episode that was this week. We have loved recording this episode and I really, really hope you have loved listening to it. Now, our mission is to help as many female business leaders as possible to scale their business without earning out. We want to give them the tools that they really need in order to slay that burnout. And we need your help. If you love this podcast, please help us spread the word by sharing it with your network on socials and tag us. We love to hear from you. And also make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world to us. Until next time.